Off trail, on trail, they're all one thing, aren't they? Hello, my name is Constantine, hiker, rambler, owner and founder of 11 Skies. We created a podcast here to highlight and represent what it takes to make through hiking, long distance backpacking, adventures, outdoor life possible. Questions that focus on the how and the who, not necessarily the what. We all share this love for what we call the outdoors, but everybody's different. The diversity is what makes it wonderful. And just like the trails themselves, the diversity of how people make this life possible and how people continue to live the life that they truly love is what really has inspired us and makes us want to continue to learn about these people. So this is the Off Trail Podcast where, yeah, we might talk about trails from here and there. It's hard to make a hiker not ramble about trail systems, but mostly we're going to learn about the people. We're going to learn about what makes it possible and how they function and how they manage and how they strategize their time off trail, make on trail possible. Enough of our rambles. Let's just get into it, shall we? Welcome back to the Off Trail Podcast. I'm about to sneeze into this intro, which is a terrible, terrible timing, but my name is Constantine, and today we have Chris Blackwell on the show, a trail named Canary. So, Canary, thanks for joining us today. Howdy. Howdy. I love it. Are you Are you from the South originally? Uh, my dad is okay. from South Kakalaki. South Carolina? Yeah. Me too. I'm a South Kakalaki boy as well. All right on. Yeah. He's up in Chesney. Well, his family grew up in Chesney. Okay. But uh, I was born and raised in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. South South Kakalaki. When you said that, I'm like, oh, he, he has some southern roots there. And when you said the howdy, I was like, <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I quite like the a- area. Yeah. So Chris is actually, what's your time window looking like? We're recording. This is going to probably be released. I don't know. Actually, the release date. So I'm not going to even try to hypothesize. I'm on, on Friday, man. Oh, man. Yes. It's, it's Monday. It's Monday. Whew, it's coming close. So Canary is going for a calendar year triple crown. And on top of that, you're going for a supported fastest known time. So we like to start yeah. this. We like to start this show with the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling here. I'm going to just start it and I'm going to see where you take it. So Chris Canary, who are you? Oh, it's hard to know where to begin. I mean, I said my, my dad is from South Carolina and uh, my mom was born and raised in Lebanon. Oh, wow. And her family came here uh, when the, the conflict really started to escalate in the early 70s when she mm-hmm. was 12. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's kind of a unique story how they found each other and uh, how me and my younger brother and sister came to be. Is, is it a story you would be willing to, to share with us here, how they, how they met each other? I mean, it's... Uh, it, they met at a bar. Oh. <laughs> they, they they just they kind of vibed. They had a good time. They connected and stayed in touch and and just like built a thing over the years. But I, I guess I guess that's not what I'm getting towards. The the way that they met wasn't um, that like serendipitous, so to speak. It's just really unique how people can meet in a bar. Yeah, and. Um, where their lives lead from there and like how chaotic and sudden things can be mm-hmm. and like the ups and downs yeah and how that somehow led to me here having this conversation with you now 
Yeah, it, it is interesting seeing how life works out. But I apologize. Um, I interrupted you. You were asking, yeah, who who you were. I mean, uh, I go by Christopher. Okay. So for the most part, I, I feel like Chris is kind of common a name. I don't really turn my head when I hear it in public so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a 30 year old man, and I uh, I really enjoy hiking. It's been a big part of my life these last five years. It's helped me get over a lot of mental fatigue and uh, past things that I really struggled with. Hmm. And it's it's allowed me to connect with a really cool community both online and on the trail, just the amount of people that I've met in these few short years that I've been doing the, the long trails. Hmm. And I don't know, I just, I'm really excited to get into this year and uh, what's to come and how, how different each day is going to be. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really cool balance. It's, <laughs> I think I'm going to be going at this very differently than anyone else who has. Yes. So before we get into the calendar year triple crown part of it, I did some background research on you before hopping on the show just to kind of get the feel and kind of j- grab some information. And what I've noticed yeah. in the hiking world or hiking social medias, excuse me, is you either have a list of the trails you've done or you have a no no announcement of I did the trail this year, this year, this year, this year, and you just have a <laughs> quote. And it seems like you were the one of the people that are like, you know what, I don't want to list the trails I've done. I'll just have my bio for Instagram be a quote. So can you walk me through, you said you've been hiking for five years. Can you walk me through the past five years for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess it really started when, uh, my ex at the time was working for AmeriCorps out in Nevada. Okay. And, uh, we, I, I was visiting her and we decided to rent a car and go out to California for the day and, and go to Yosemite. It's like one of those things that seemed like uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity, mm-hmm. and having never been anywhere near mountains like that before, I, I really I was really stoked. So we we drove all night and got there, drove through Tioga Pass, and while well, the sun was rising, and it just it was it just blew my mind. The whole thing mm-hmm. uh, was so surreal, and then hiking the the mist trail, uh, like like kind of like the half half dome, <laughs> half half dome. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you go up to the waterfalls and it's 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 really sweet. It was Memorial Day, so it was it was kind of a uh a train yeah. the whole way up. But it was really fun and I, I kinda I've used it as like the reference for you know, the like the standard of trails, like how how pristine they are built in that park is just it's really cool. And mm. I went there so naive, uh I was wearing these twenty dollar like knockoff fans uh, <laughs> with the insoles taken out so they were cutting into my ankles and oh. i was bleeding by the time we were coming down and it, uh i had like 40 pounds worth of just <laughs> food i thought i needed from like trader joe's we stopped in reno and i just loaded up the backpack with like five days worth of food and <laughs> had no idea i just had no idea like oh, we're just going there for the day like yeah. what am i thinking like, but just in case right because these are supposed to be really big scary mountains and yeah yeah, so I just, I don't know, I I, I feel, uh, it was just really funny, like, how little I knew that day, and uh, and, it, and it really, I, I feel like it grounded me, it, it took me out of my virtual world that I was living in, I was, I was just into video games throughout most of my life, and a lot of my childhood was whatever online game, that was, that was my entire being, hmm. um, I was pretty detached. 
yeah, just finding trails, um, kind of rediscovering the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I moved back, well, I, I still lived in the in the city in Detroit at the time, uh, Hamtramck specifically. Okay. For for those in the know, it's a cool little town. I am not. In, yeah, I am I just, not in the know. Is is that a subset of the <laughs> Detroit? Is that kind of like a community there? Oh, it's it's a it's a neighborhood in Detroit. Okay, uh, it's a, it's a really eclectic little like artist community. Okay. Yeah, I I worked with my cousin who's a who's a really talented collage artist, hmm. and uh, he's kind of like a yogi now. He's a he's a quiet dude, but uh, I love him. So that first hike when you took the car ride out to Yosemite, you said it kind of set the standard for what your assumption of trails was. So what happened after that? In a way. Yeah, in a way. In a way, yes. And then and now I actually gravitate towards like the less uh, less taken path. One of the one of the little the 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 challenges, one of the hikes that I did kind of low key last year. I hope you don't mind me skipping around a lot. Oh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I do the same thing. Go, go, yeah, go, go ahead. I, I like puzzle pieces. We need to get these listeners engaged. Make make them work cool. to get work to puzzle piece together the timelines. <laughs> so just, yeah, my, my dog is just whining at me and I got three cats around me who are going to, I'm going to miss them a lot this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got my trail name Canary kind of kind of reluctantly it kind of it kind of stuck on me like after the fact okay. but I, I got that going i was trying to go for the uh the first known time of the of a winter traverse of the trans adirondack route oh. last february my heart and, goes out uh, to you man jesus yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's nor <laughs> it, it it was it was a lot um to think about i mean even though i i only figured it would take three weeks i knew that every day was gonna be mighty yes and um i i did as much research as i could but i i still just you you can't really know until you're actually there doing it yeah (laughs) and um i've done a lot of section hiking mostly so this is one of the first times like i didn't have and i had my car right there in, in the parking lot uh, uh, I did have it in like the next town because I was resupplying out of my trunk mm-hmm. those through those few weeks, like logistically stores were mostly closed. So that just made sense. Did you, but, uh, did you complete the first known time of the Adirondacks route? No, <laughs> the winter. No, I made it about 70, 73 miles okay. in six days. Um, I was on snowshoes and I mean, there were like three, four feet of snow, when I got there, uh, I, my picture of me standing next to the sign on the road where it starts, I like, I'm like, my head is up next to the sign, even though it's like a huge road sign that's, you know, probably 11 feet tall, <laughs> just because Jeez. of how big the, the drift was on the side of the road. What, 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 pushed, yeah. what pushed you off the trail? Because your mentality to pursue something like the calendar year Triple Crown, your mentality has to be very, very strong and very kind of tight knit. So... Was it yeah. just, was it just I, I safe? Was it safety? Yeah. Was it safety that pushed you off the winter, the winter Adirondacks route? Who can't talk. Was it safety? Yeah. Was it safety that pushed you off? Yeah. It, I, I was underprepared for that. Okay. I, I didn't really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I grew up in Michigan. I'm familiar with lots of snow. I've done a lot of snowshoeing on the, on the, uh, the NCT up in the, the upper peninsula oh, yeah. during like the thick of winter. Not seeing anyone for you know a week and only moving ten miles a day, like I, I was content with that. I kind of, I kind of already knew 
I had an idea of what it was going to be like going in, mm -hmm. but um, New York just wrecked me. <laughs> uh, it 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 snowed over like two feet that very first night, and uh, I, I was up all night trying to keep my tent from collapsing. Oh. And then I, I got woken up in the morning to uh, like police lights. Oh, and uh, because there there was a I guess there was a guy out and walking his dog, and there's like a a little patch of land where you're allowed to uh set your tent okay in between like the section two and three of the route and before that there's like nothing and after that it's all lean twos hmm. it's pretty luxurious but um what? yeah he was just concerned because he saw someone he saw the shape of a tent yeah <laughs> on the side of the road and uh was concerned for my safety so he called the police and the police woke me up it was just funny. Like, I guess I, I was wearing like my golden puffy and I just, I, I popped out of my, uh, my tent mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of like road stuff from the plow that was all shot up along the side of it. So it was all just like, it looked like I was crawling out of the muck and he's, he's just like, he's like, what are you doing out here, boy? You look like a canary in a coal mine. Oh. And, uh, it just kind of, it just kind of cracked me up. And, and then I, I heard the same thing again a few days later huh. <laughs> from a totally different guy <laughs> I've since become a friend I, I love how and, that is uh, the origin of the trail name it's just like popping out of a tent and looking at looking up and seeing a police officer being like what are you, <laughs> what are you doing out here man <laughs> like it's yeah. looking rough out yeah. here yeah i saw him a couple days later too yeah. uh i i just i got into some trouble it was it was it was it was hard <laughs> yeah so so that 73 miles but i want to hear a little bit of your perception of the time spent out there the physical aspects and kind of the mental aspects of what propelled you forward and what ultimately had you say okay this is enough um i need to kind of re take stock of what i'm yeah. doing what i'm doing it, i mean it was just drastic it, it wasn't it wasn't about the the route necessarily i i, I kind of fell in love more with the route as i was doing it i gained a whole new respect for what it entailed mm -hmm. especially the revisions and the amount of bushwhacks and wacky cross-country stuff that there is and <laughs> just how tricky that is to do yes <laughs> um like i almost blinded myself uh during one of the bushwhacks getting a real good slice across my eye Ooh. and uh i fell through ice a couple times like in the span of an hour <laughs> that's, that's scary <laughs> and, stuff and, yeah. uh, i had to basically like crawl back to the road with heavy 20 foot or 20 pound snowshoes and i, I ended up like that night with like soaking wet legs yeah. uh just trying not to go hypothermic and uh I still kept going the next day and just put my body into like full blown rhabdomyolysis. Like I was just completely breaking down Ooh. and, uh, the, the dehydration from not drinking. I mean, I brought an ice axe so that I could get water and I had to use it because everything was frozen everywhere. And hmm. uh, beyond that, I just didn't have the, <laughs> the energy to, to, to boil snow that night. So yeah, it, it was like in two days, you know, I covered like 50 miles, but I was just wrecked. Yeah. And, um, so after an, yeah. after an experience like that, is it something that you would try again with bit better prep, or is it kind of you like? Oh yeah, it would be something you would try again. Yeah, I mean the the only known time has been taken uh, now, and oh. I'm 
like I'm super grateful for the guy because he's he's a New York native and he's very familiar with the terrain and I think a lot more likely to have succeeded he just kind of went out there and balled through it hmm. and uh posted a bunch of stuff when he completed and it was I don't know it was really cool to me um seeing the differences and seeing the things that I, I could have done differently yeah. and I, I learned a lot from him so so even um, even circling back before you started that Adirondacks hike, you had to have had some prior experience. What was your hiking experience looking like before getting into that? I, I know we asked that question earlier. It's like going yeah. from the half dome, half hike, but going to, to the, the transition from a half dome, half hike to <laughs> Adirondacks winter so, route. There has to be something in between there unless you're just like, you know what? I've prepped. I've done all the research. So um, yeah. What, what's in between there for you? So Half Dome was in was in May, and I got home in June and became pretty uh, obsessed at that point, like quickly. And um, I had plans to to buy a car that fall, and then I'm buying this uh, this this old BMW older than myself, and spending the winter restoring it. Okay. And then uh, I, I took it on its like maiden voyage um, that May, the next year. I went down to the Smokies, uh, which was like my favorite place as a, as a kid driving through to see my dad's family. And, uh, it was, it was just a place that I, we never really got out of the car and like did much, but it always awed me mm-hmm. whenever we would just drive by. Cause it was the, it was the biggest mountains I'd ever seen. And there's still like some of my favorites to this day. And, uh, so I, I kind of went, went there first cause it felt like, it felt like home. And I, sorry, my tourist is distracting me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I, I, I have a 25 pound tortoise who walks around in this room. <laughs> you have a full farm going on there. Are they, are they, Truly, it's, a, it's a zoo. <laughs> a zoo. Yeah. It's not a farm. Are they all coming with you? We're going to get to the FKT stuff here in a minute, but are they all not coming all. with you on I'm, the journey? I'm, no, my mom is going to be taking care of them for okay. the most part. Just the two dogs are going to be joining. Okay. Um, yes, I want to. I want to get to the fastest known time here in a minute. But what I guess what I'm trying to, my own curiosity is trying to yeah. solve is like, there's this giant just, jump. There's this giant jump from the half half dome. Then you talked about the Smokies. Had you done yeah. any backpacking lengths? Have you done any like multi day hikes that let you really test your gear, let you test your body, let you test your mind? From going from yeah that half half dome to the Smokies to a winter Adirondacks out yes. route, I'm just wondering what kind of propelled you there. Um, what kind of training brought you to that point? But yeah, I just I went there for planning for a couple weeks, turned into a whole like month and a half of staying down south, uh, doing AT sections out of my car, and like and uh, doing some of the South Beyond Six Thousand peaks. Okay which are uh, really cool mountains. And I would just, I, I would go 15 miles one day and then I'd aim for 16 the next, and then I'd aim for 17 the next, and then I'd aim for 18 the next. And then I'd take a break usually after that and let myself recuperate. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just, it, it just got me into this really um, kind of addictive mode of um, like, I just felt better the more I could do. And it was really cool how uh, counterintuitive it seemed, how um, sometimes like when you, I don't know, like, uh, again, like I was kind of naive and I didn't have as much experience as I do now because this was when I was just starting. Mm. 
and um, I would just go into things. Uh, I would kind of just point at the map, and I, I didn't care what that 15 or 16, 17 miles was. I just liked the number of, you know, the number and going up. <laughs> so some of the terrain that I was doing on the, the lesser-known trails down there on, like, the Ben McKay are just, uh, yeah, they're, like, <laughs> it's, it, they're nuts. And they're, they're pretty steep and steppy. Yes. And uh, I just and, and I, I went there with this 65 liter Osprey that no matter what I was doing, I didn't, it didn't matter if I was sheltering or staying in my tent for the night or whatever. Uh, I, I carried like my whole life on me and it was probably pushing 50 pounds. Ooh. And uh, it just I, I don't do that anymore. But <laughs> it got me kind of strong. It got me used to like navigating efficiently learning how to you know use my muscles instead of just like smashing my bones around and <laughs> relying on my shoes and everything to to take the take the brunt of it yes. like i had to kind of learn how to do things well uh and I, I felt like i was good at it i felt like it was something that um that i was that i really liked that uh no i, I wasn't it was fulfilling even though i wasn't being paid for it it was fulfilling the same way that like the last job that i and the thing i really do is like uh, subcontractor work you know building things okay uh, you, you do some of the same i think yes yeah just like you know putting up a frame and at the end of the day you see what you've done and it's satisfying just seeing my little seeing my gaia how it, it was then and how it is now as colorful it is all the intersecting lines everywhere the places i really like I don't know. It just motivates me. <laughs> so, and uh, so this turned into doing North Country Trail sections where I would get dropped off um, since it's, you know, it's 45 minutes from where I live. And I've done most of the lower peninsula and I've done the upper peninsula all the way pretty much to the Canadian border up on the Superior Trail. I section hiked that all with my dog last summer and it was just it was a really cool road trip of being able to do the trail and also just see things along the way i, I kind of wish that the sht actually went to the lake shore more often yeah so i, I went to the lake shore more often <laughs> since i had my car <laughs> okay that, that lays a little bit of framework for what kind of my mind was wondering here is like so i was just gonna say like the, the first through hike that i ever completed end to end was just last september on the colorado trail okay yeah i, I did that sobo and uh had a really great time there was a small community of like pct refugees who were out there and <laughs> yeah. i just i just met some cool people and got to really integrate because when i was doing at sections i've done you know i've done a lot of the uh southern like third okay and uh some of the northern more more fun bits yes so so i guess Um, what i was fighting with when i was asking those questions and you were like oh i'm uh gonna explain it deeper here in a second what i was fighting with is i I wasn't necessarily asking through hikes but i was like he has to have had more hiking experience to go try to do the adirondacks winter winter route like he had to have some type of confidence (laughs) build up there before just being like snapping the fingers and going into it so Let's let's talk through the progression of what you were talking about with miles increasing. So you found that there was this joy in increasing your daily mileage and you found this kind of like happiness in pursuing more physical extremes. How has that progression translated into your prep work for this past year? Are you continuing to scale miles? Because 
we're going to talk about the calendar year triple crown here in a sec but the prep work beforehand what does that look like for you what does that look like for the scaling of miles and the pursuit of those yeah i mean i i did over three thousand last year doing it just like i've done the last few years really which is i spent about half my time uh, on the road or living out of my backpack and i spent about half the time at home okay i just became more uh like economical about like just being out there and sleeping out there more often and uh cowboy camping became like my favorite thing <laughs> in the world yes. whenever it was clear um I started, uh, I got a camera, which really, I've been told that I take good pictures, even although all the years I was using a phone, and uh, I just got a real camera last year, and uh, no, June 2020, Hmm. yeah, year and a half ago, but yeah, I just feel like that's enhanced a lot of my hikes, it, uh, when when I'm on a long trail, it kind of motivates me to get up earlier because everything is just really really nice those first and last couple hours of the day and to to hike late because a lot of time if i'm you know if i'm aiming for like 35 miles then i'm gonna be sleeping around 10 or 11 o'clock at night and uh that's just when the sky starts to get really dark and you can just see everything okay so it sounds like to me the lifestyle that you've consumed yourself with in these past five years, it's not the quote-unquote normal trajectory. So a lot of people that I chat with is they go through hike A, they go through hike B, they go through hike C, but it sounds like you were pursuing stuff that you just generally wanted to enjoy. So you were going down to the south to hike, hike mountains, you were going up to the North Country Trail to hike sections. There wasn't any weight for you, at least in my perception here again, is there wasn't any weight for you in a classic through hike you just wanted to travel and kind of hike where you where you wanted to hike what uh, I, I i was invested and totally set on starting the at in march of 2020 okay and uh i, I got really sick in late january february which might have been early COVID. i don't know but i got really sick it just took me back some Mm-hmm. and uh and things were shutting down and that's when they were asking everyone not to yeah and like i that i mean i, I part of me regrets not doing it because like i followed a lot of people that year who just looked like they had a blast yeah but i mean i just kind of i shelved the idea and then um i i, I kind of knew about the the calendar year triple but it always seemed like this completely absurd <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> and it it wasn't until um, Legend was promoting his book and just he was he just I, I didn't even know he'd written a book. I'm so like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm aloof online. I don't really spend <laughs> much time on social media. I, yeah. I hiked a lot last year. I posted like zero things to my feed. Okay. Lots of things to my stories, but like zero things to my feed. But yeah, I just I got a copy of his book and I, I, I read it and then I kind of studied it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just fascinated me how someone could go through what sounded like a near-death experience <laughs> once or twice a week <laughs> yeah. and, like, get stronger throughout it and, like, pull from this well of, like, the past and the future. And it just, it really inspired me. Awesome. And um, it, it made me think that I could do this. And I, I didn't want to try for it 2021. Uh, I did some research that year and kind of realized uh, just I, I went, OK, so this many people have done it. 
and this is what all their experience is, and it seems to be some weird correlation with uh, even years having less snow in the Sierra. So yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever that meant, I, I just figured if I was going to actually go for something like this, I didn't have enough experience at that time in 2020. Okay. Um, I So I wanted to spend a lot of the next year going on really practical like missions almost to to in to put myself in certain situations and then see what i could endure yeah so i just uh the and i, I kind of had my south set my sights set on 2022 okay as soon as i finished his book for the first time i i've just done a lot of research since and have basically outlined a whole framework um Yes. <laughs> kind of sound all hokey pokey, but like I outlined the framework of reverse engineered. <laughs> I just I, I I I looked at all the things there are from all thirteen people who have done this. Um, Fourteen, if you include this single year, which I do, and there's just a there, there's a lot of information, and it's it really fascinates me uh, how how much gear has evolved since Fly and Brian first did it. Mm-hmm. and how much just just you know every single time someone does a huge thing it kind of raises everyone up to the possibilities yes so okay let's let's transition fully into the calendar year triple crown here but right before we do it's not a question it's more of a statement is i just want to tell you it's very refreshing and kind of freeing to hear that you didn't let your planned through hike of the at dissuade you from continuing to pursue your love in the outdoors so like a lot of the time, people, if, oh, yeah. if their plan A doesn't work, it will just completely throw them for a loop. And they'll just be like, well, I can't go pursue anything in the outdoors because I can't pursue this one through hike. But instead, you just you flowed with it. You flowed with it and said, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to go and just experience these yeah. smaller trails and these, I think you call them missions to try and get myself prepared. So kudos. I just wanted to say, yeah, kudos. That's really refreshing to hear. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. I mean part of part of what i wanted to do going into this year because it's like it's like my golden year and i figured the unfortunately as some hikers find out later in life it just doesn't like things things i mean you can make it your life you can make it your being you can become a professional at doing it Mm -hmm. and you can impact people in a really positive way that isn't that ultimately i don't think is selfish yeah Anish has this just brilliant couple of paragraphs in the the end of her first book that like whoa um, just like shook me the first time I read it and uh, I I I'd encourage anyone to to pick it up. It just says like about what it takes to do this, yeah. And uh, when and how hard it is, and it's like if you can do this, you can do anything. So you you really have to uh, you you have to get back as as part of it. I think. Yeah, it's it's mindset, right? So like outside looking in, certainly selfishness can be kind of perceived by saying, hey, this person is going out and purely spending time out in the wild, purely spending time for themselves. But it's when you set your mindset and say, you know what, I'm doing this for myself, but I'm building up myself so I can build up others as well. That's when it shifts. That's, that's when it shifts and saying, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not purely for me. When you let it grow and let it inspire and share it with others. That's where it kind of shifts from the selfishness aspect. I've heard that term used 
frequently within hiking and through hiking and certainly certainly there's a certain aspect there but you don't have to let that be it you can change that you can change that initial thought line so yes yeah i agree with you there let's hop on into the calendar year triple crown we've been bouncing around it for a little bit let's just hop on fully mm-hmm. into it so you are starting friday you are starting a calendar year triple crown <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm leaving friday okay you're leaving friday uh, I'm, st- I'm starting on the first you're starting on march first is is that it's monday yes and, I should know this. <laughs> and, last couple weeks have been a blur. Yeah, I like that. And I'm assuming you're also starting on the Appalachian Trail. Yes. Okay. So, yes, you are going for a supported fastest known time. Before we get into the calendar year triple crown aspect of it and the physicality, let's, let's backpedal and talk about the planning because, one, just the planning for a calendar year triple crown alone, granted I've never done it, but I've heard people – Talk about it's immense. So tie that in with having a support crew. <laughs> I feel for you so much. Can, can you can you walk me through? I know this is going to be a broad question, but can you walk me through a little bit of the planning process of these these weeks leading up to the start date? Yeah, I mean, I've been planning this for about a year and a half, pretty rigorously. So uh, there's been a lot of last minute things, you know, like resupply boxes, making sure I'm getting food that won't kill me, that will <laughs> also be fresh enough when I when I get to it, won't melt, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I originally plan on, on going through this uh, kind of more similarly um, to uh, Buzz and Woody who went at it last year okay. or, um, or kind of like prodigy did it where, uh, you start on January 1st and you kind of spend your entire year out there. Uh, that's, that's, that's part of the thing I was saying earlier, just reconnecting that dot. Uh, this is my, my, my golden year or whatever. And my, my favorite thing to do is, is to be outside and to hike mm-hmm. and to just the novelty of all of it. And, yeah, <laughs> so, it's my favorite thing. So to spend the whole year doing my favorite thing seems pretty great. It's 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 been an evolution. I I met my now partner Bell on uh, in the Upper Peninsula doing NCT sections uh, last summer. Oh, awesome! And uh, yeah, so it was just like uh, it, it was a unique thing that uh, that kind of happened as sort of as a result of the trail. Mm-hmm. And she, we've just, we've grown, we've grown quite close in the, in the time since. And, uh, it's, it's been pretty new and refreshing to me not having been in a serious relationship for, uh, for a little while. Yeah. She just, uh, she's, she's been very, she's been very helpful, uh, just to like, she was helpful on the Colorado trail, uh, as someone to, uh, stay in touch with at home during you know times when my mentality was shifting or when i was like just too sensitive to whatever was going on uh, around me you know like hikers are kind of an eclectic group and mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm shy like i'm i might ramble on and talk a lot but i'm normally pretty quiet mm-hmm. and sometimes i just get overwhelmed <laughs> so and need to kind of like walk outside and just like talk to someone who's who's more familiar that being said, I, I I did meet a lot of really wonderful people in Colorado too, <laughs> and just as it, hikers and uh, just people who are part of the like extended 
trail community um, who live in towns and own hostels and the like. But yeah, like her support going into this and um, her expressing that she would, that she had the, uh, she had the thought of, of joining along financially covering her part of that because it, I, I had to sell my car and which was basically the only real asset I have um, to cover this. You know, I'm, I'm all in on this. Yeah. She gets a lot out of this as well because she gets to go see the entire country yeah. just like I am in a way. And uh, she's a photographer and she's really excited to, to kind of document uh, my experience whenever she's able to meet up with me and like, you know, kind of capture me in motion and, and to just provide the support that'll allow me to get into a really nice routine. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I reached out to quite a few people who've done this and I felt like I deserved uh, to, to pick their brains more than just to get some, some like little nuggets of wisdom from them. Yes. Other than what they've already shared with everyone publicly, you know, when they were going through it, because that's, I'm just so grateful for all that information. Mm-hmm. And uh, just knowing just, you know, okay, well, so and so went through this when they were here, so I can do this. It's whatever, like, <laughs> so she she offered to to support this. Okay. And, um, and it's, it's been a thing that, uh, over the last few months, a lot of specific planning has gone into that aspect. I've had to like change the, the outline because now I'm able to sleep in the car sometimes and wear <laughs> cruise with my day pack or a runner's vest on, um, through some sections. And it's just, it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm treating it like, you know, uh, like, like it's, it's going to be, Sometimes it's going to be mostly like traditional backpacking when it's going to be three day, five day stretches mm-hmm. of not seeing each other, um, you know, 10 day stretches in the Sierra, uh, possibly and uh, week long stretches later. But um, mostly it's just it's going to let me uh, bite this off, you know, one bite at a time instead of being because even when i when i open my my outline file and look at it now it's still like it's it's nuts (laughs) to think that this is like each day roughly 220 days or so how many miles that is how much actual land that is um all the things i don't know yet because you know i've i've read the guidebooks i've been staring at the maps for what seems like ages but still like you just you can't know what's actually in a valley based on what the topo says like it's just so inaccurate yeah how 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 intensive is the planning so you just said the days right there that's going to be a follow-up question but i guess the question right now is how intensive is the planning for those 220 days are you is your spreadsheet saying today i have to hit exactly 35.6 is your spreadsheet saying the next day i have to hit exactly 34.3 is there flexibility in there or like how rigorous is the schedule to achieve the fastest known time? There's flexibility in there. Okay. My, my whole, I mean like my rough outline that I originally thought because it just, it just seemed like the most logical as cool as I wanted to do. Like I really wanted to do a Southbound PCT, but it just didn't make enough sense. Logistically, it would be too much bouncing around. And if something were to happen, it would, it would kind of screw me for the rest of the year. I'd, I'd run into snow okay. elsewhere uh, in Colorado, most likely. So, so, so my outline is basically the AT up to the museum, which is like the, the halfway yep. and then New Mexico so that I can, um, 
kind of recover for a bit for a few weeks. You know, I'm probably going to be covering more miles a day than the AT on average, but it's a little softer terrain. It's it's the novelty of it, and it's going to acclimate me to the desert so that when I start the PCT mid-May, uh, I'll just be stoked to, to get going and just be kind of grooving right away uh, because the ter- terrain should already be kind of natural to me. And then reconnecting back down in August from from Glacier to finish the Continental Divide. And then ideally, I'd like to just continue northbound from Pennsylvania and finish on Katahdin. Uh, I've I've been up there before in summer, and I think that seeing it like on the cusp of winter would be phenomenal. Um, So that's that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Uh, If the season doesn't work in my favor, then I'll be going southbound. Okay. I am not. Yeah. I am not the most educated on the thirteen or fourteen people that have. I know. I know a few of them, but I'm not the most educated on the routes they took. Is the AT an uncommon place to finish? I feel like I've heard that a lot of the time they'll try to, yeah, do half the AT, bounce to the PCT, run out the rest of the AT, and then maybe do the CDT. Is the AT uncommon because you're trying to avoid winter there? Um, is this a common route or well, an uncommon route? Is is it, I guess what I'm asking here. Kind of one of the people who uh, inspired me the most, he's he's very quiet online now, but uh, Swami Cam Honan. Yeah. He did this as part of his 12 long walk series where in two years he did almost all the national scenic trails. Uh, he, he did a, a ridiculous amount of miles in two, in two years and basically just kept going through all the seasons. Like he never really took breaks. He never really stopped for more than a week or two uh, to get off for like a, an injury or like a little, a, you know, a thing to recover from. He kind of just wove the calendar year triple into this second year, like nonchalantly. He just did it. <laughs> I think he did ten or eleven thousand miles that year total. Yeah, and this was just part of it. And I mean, uh, he yeah, he finished on the AT okay. um, in December uh, in the winter. Um, I, I believe in December, but yeah, it was, I mean, he finished southbound in winter. Okay. So it was, uh, so, yeah. So you're going back to winter hiking after that, <laughs> after that Adirondacks route. So what have you picked up? What well, have you picked up since then? My, my thought, my thought is to, to not do winter hiking. <laughs> my, my outline is yeah. pretty much, pretty much made to avoid it at all costs. Yes. I'm hoping to finish Colorado by September. And I, I saw what Colorado looks like in September last year, and it's 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 touchy. It's it's really it was really neat. One day, the day after I separated from my buddies on the CDT, and uh, I was on this one ridge line, looking across this other ridge line, watching it just get swallowed <laughs> by a cloud, and and then when the cloud popped out the other end, it was just white like you could barely even see the bare rock and i was just like oh (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) and i i got a little bit of that my very last day i just i loved it (laughs) but yeah but i don't want to spend more than a few in that like that 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 trail just disappears (laughs) if there's more than like a foot yeah so okay let's talk a little bit more about kind of the mental prep so we've talked about the physical prep with and I want to circle back to you and your partner's relationship because that's special in itself. But let's talk about the emotional prep that you're doing, knowing what you're getting into, um, knowing that there's going to be, as you know, a lot of moments, like you said, that you're suffering or there's moments that you're like, oh, well, I almost died here. So what's your what's your mental prep like? Are you trying to 
I guess what I'm asking here is, are you trying to <laughs> learn more about yourself before going out there? Have you done that work um, or are you just going to actually, I, I think that I'm pretty familiar with suffering and almost dying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as, as just a result of, of living uh, the life I have so many years before I, I really kind of found the outdoors and found my own person and uh, s- stopped getting sucked into the, the kind of same circles and the cycles okay. that just surrounded me in like my youth. Okay. A follow-up question to that. Is there, what's the emotions? What's the emotions within this last week? Um, because I don't think I've talked to somebody that is within this such short time window until they start. What's the current emotions that you're feeling before heading out? Excitement. Excitement. I like I'm, it. Yeah. I, I really just, I just want to be in it. I'm a little envious of the the couple of guys who are out there in it right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, um again, man, there's so much stuff I want to talk about. I'm not going to be able to unpack half of it, but let's talk about... I got about- lots of time, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you should be packing, yeah. man. You should be packing and spending quality time with a tortoise. But let's unpack Just the... Just chilling. Yeah. Let's, let's unpack the fastest known time aspect of it. What is the current time to beat? Anish holds the record on the website. It's uh, 250. Okay. And uh, and Legend has a self-supported record with just one day more than her. Okay. And um, but but the record that I'm really um, unofficially looking to beat, the one that no offense to anyone who has done this, it seriously, uh, it's. I don't like to use the word amazing because I just feel like it's an understatement. I feel like it's a word that gets Louis CK has got some words. It just gets, <laughs> it gets misappropriated. Yeah. So, um, but it is seriously, it's, it's just, wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to beat Swami's time, okay. um, which is 236 days and some change. Okay. So uh, except I want to establish this, you know, using my, uh, my Henry, and my watch and all the recordings thereof, I want to establish a faster time than his officially. So you're hoping to knock off 16 days from his pace. You're going to have to start quick. Um, You're going to have to start really quick and stay quick. So I have never broken anything, even though I have got some major sprains and things over the years. Uh, I've been trail running pretty hard these last two. I've done some what I call personal ultras where uh, like I've never competed in an ultra. Uh, I, I think it just intimidates me too much right now, <laughs> but like maybe in the future uh, I'd like to, but I've just, I've went out for some days where I just, I pick one of my favorite more technical trails and I just, I, I do laps or I do like a long section and I've done a double marathon out there, which is pretty, pretty good day. Wow. Um, yeah. Felt like I could do more. Wow. I, I mean, I would, I was a really heavy kid. Uh, I got, I got picked on a lot. So I, I put on a lot of weight so that I could kind of defend myself more. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, I graduated high school at like a little over 200 pounds from five, nine was probably pushing 250 the next year. And I just, I felt bad and, uh, and people around me, <laughs> dug it in more and uh which wasn't healthy they weren't really the right people to be around me yeah which contributed but uh yeah i mean i I lost like 110 pounds in a few months one summer it was like part 
boredom, part like depression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just kind of like disappeared and then ended up this, this really, uh, kind of weird flabby person with extra skin and stuff. And then I spent, I spent years getting really into yoga and, uh, kind of retraining my body and my musculature and my central nervous system so that I like felt like I was in control of myself again. Okay. And, uh, and then that, developed into uh I, I never felt like strong from yoga i never felt like okay I'm, but i'm like i want to be like tough i want to be durable uh, i got really into powerlifting uh, i actually coached powerlifters for a year when i lived in austin texas oh. back when i was 23 yeah that's a, that's a whole other thing <laughs> we'll get into a different time yeah but yeah i just i i really i really liked the sport i really i loved deadlifting uh i i used to pull 505 and 155 which was like a, wow. like 3.3 was like the magic number that made me like an elite lifter and i just uh when i hit it i don't know i just uh i felt good so uh so i i kind of stopped going to the gym when i started hiking because mm-hmm. it really it kept me in in great shape all the time because uh, I did it, I do it all the time, and uh, so this this past year, I've been, you know, I've been crushing the miles <laughs> and also going to the gym, like okay. also doing a lot of my old push pull routine and just building on it and building my building my muscles up to withstand more stress. Yeah. Not necessarily for endurance, not necessarily for like, I can run great because I'm a good runner because mentally I pain doesn't bother me. I just wanted to make sure that my bones were going to be good to take this on. And, you know, once Bell joined me, started kind of laying out ideas for like how to, how to build on this and just totally, if like, if the, if the point is to maximize you know, the, the peak of my life or whatever. <laughs> if the point is to get, the, is to really just milk this year for all it can be, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, I wanted to make sure, I, I've been treating this, you know, every day, like yeah. <laughs> like every hike I did last year and then like some of the, the year before, it was like, this is all going to 2022. This is all for 2022. If I can't do this now, then I can't do this in 2022. So I have to be able to do this now. Okay. And the, the trans 80 K was a huge lesson in defeat and, and, and regret and realizing what I could have done if I just, if I could have pulled more, I mean, I, I broke my body down and I got frostbite on my leg and my foot enough to where I had to pull it, basically peel off my whole left foot. Oh. So I was done hiking. Like I was done walking. I, I had to, I had to stop where I did that week. Yeah. Halfway up white face mountain. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so the pre- it really does sound like you've done quite the intensive prep work is the prep work physically, get into the gym, get in after the miles. And then, yeah, the mental prep work that you even talked about is learning while you were going on the ADK and learning in just these mission hikes that you're going after. So, okay, I, I really yeah. I wanted to yeah hear about the prep work because I've talked to a few people that have pursued the same goal and it varies. It varies sometimes with the prep work. Some people say oh, I'm just treating it like another thru-hike, I'll get in shape on trail, but for what you're going no. for, you really don't have that option. Yeah, you got to go in hard and you got to get harder yeah. as you go. I don't think that there's any, yeah, you, you really got to go into it. 
You got to start the way I'm doing this, at least the, the way I'm doing this, at least I got to There is flexibility built in. I have I have 10 days of extra time. I'm not planning on taking any rest days, um, but I have 10 other than travel, okay. I guess, like like the in-between time of, you know, traveling from Pennsylvania out to New Mexico and then maybe seeing the Grand Canyon since I've never been on the way out to the PCT, things like that that I think will recharge me okay. uh, even on my off days. But yeah. I've got like 10 days worked in between the AT and then I've got two weeks worked in between New Mexico and the PCT. And I, ideally I'd like to, if I feel good, uh, if I'm just feeling golden, then I'm going to be, I'm just going to be trucking the whole way through. Yeah. I'd like to, I, I don't want to be having to average 34 miles, the whole PCT. There's some parts where the, the photographer in me is really going to want to sit and enjoy some sunsets and, um, and just not have to be moving continuously. So, so, uh, so there's some, there's some time built in there. And if I can get there early, I'm, I'm going to cover some miles or I'm going to ask them if I can start my permit early so that I can, you know, have that time. So when you say no rest days, I'm assuming that's excluding Nero days. You're going to have to resupply and I know you're being supported, but when you say no rest yes. days, I guess, I guess what does that mean? You're still going to do high Nero's into town and shower laundry. There's still going to be moments like that, correct? There's going to be a few moments like that. Yeah, I I, th- I think I have a, for like the desert where there's just not really many great sources to clean yourself. And I, I do like to stay kind of fresh and be hygienic. People do sometimes ask me like, you're not, you're not through, you haven't been out here for, for three weeks. Like you look too, too fresh. I'm just like, well, it's because I washed my face in that last water source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my morning routine. If I don't do that, I don't feel good most of the day you know it's like you gotta you gotta take your shower took a shower right before i had this conversation because i just felt like i was gonna be too grimy and not myself okay. <laughs> yeah so so you are utilizing towns resupply points it's just not you're not taking unnecessary zeros you're not gonna yeah i'm kind of going for the ones that are very close to like the ones that are practically off the trail yeah you know the resorts out west and the the hostels on the east coast that are just that are time-tested true like you know family-run establishments that i'd really like to see yep and i'd really like to meet the people and and hear their stories so there, there's gonna be there's some shorter days that are planned in okay. i mean it's gonna be averaging like 33 miles a day for most of it but but that's factoring in that there's some road walks out west that i can just kind of cruise through yep and there's some it's an average. It's it's an average. It, it takes into account the really high mile days you have, and then a twenty yeah, mile day. Yeah, flatter terrain. Yeah, yeah. So, I want to get touch into the partnership aspect of this because that's very very unique. Is having a partner come along with you, not necessarily on the trail itself, but being supported and being able to see that person every few days, um, know what's going on there. So the partnership aspect of it, I know you were talking about before you even hopped on here was doing some type of film. Can you walk me through what you two together are looking for in this experience? What you two together are pursuing in this experience? Yeah. Can you walk me through that a little bit? She's, she really likes documentaries and my first job ever was at a blockbuster and I watched like everything. So I, 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 other than documentaries, 
I don't really watch movies anymore because they're just remakes and remakes, and there's just very few like original things mm -hmm. uh, being produced. Very few stories. So, so yeah, I mean, she she was really excited to uh, just to to be able to, as a photographer, see these landscapes and uh, take macro photos of bugs and plants and things along the way that uh, that really draw her in, and and to be able to also give me more out of this too like uh because i'm not going to be taking selfies i'm not going to be really doing the uh i'm not going to be doing the whole photographer i'm not going to be carrying a, a tripod for the most part i'm not going to be walking in and out of frame doing many uh b-reels uh, I, I just i've done some of those in the past for like personal projects that no one but like Belle and my mom and my tata, my uh, my grandma, see? Because oh, okay. <laughs> they really like following along and, and just, uh, I take like hundreds of pictures a day. So I just, I, I, I like to really show the places. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she's gonna, she's gonna be able to see the entire country and uh, stay at some places. I, I have friends in some of the more um, like necessary areas. Um, like in the desert where, you know, it, it could be upper 90s, hundreds, low hundreds throughout the day. And I don't want her and the dogs to be in that heat. So it's, it's really nice that, uh, that I've met people over the years in these locations, you know, uh, other hikers and trail angels and uh, followers online that I uh, interacted with before. And I, I just, I like, they seemed friendly. They seemed um, like helpful, like decent people. And I would just reach out and, uh, just about every single person that I've reached out to asking for any sort of assistance on this, like, hey, could could my girlfriend and our dogs uh, post up on your couch or your garage for a couple of days? And they're, they're all like, yes, uh, what else can we do? That's not enough. Like, what else can we do? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just that that meant a lot to me because um, it's it's like it's necessary for for this to all work. Yeah. And, uh, and they're going to be helping me so much because again, like I'm a really shy person and, uh, going into town sometimes it, it feels like death a little bit. It just feels so, it's just so weird. Like some people uh, jokingly refer to it as like the matrix, you know, like leaving the matrix, but it's like, it, it, it kind of is like, it's, it's so, I just feel so out of place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I just, I don't really, I'm not really into the, that level of attention. Yeah. Go and um, it's going to be good to have her do most of my grocery shopping for me. And we've already spent a good amount of time living together and shopping together and making meals together. So she knows what I like <laughs> <laughs> and I know what she's good at. Do you, and uh, yeah. Do you, do you see it as fuel? Because I guess it's a, at least from my perception, I've, I've not done something what, like what you're going to pursue this upcoming year, but do you see it as a double-edged sword? Because in my own perception is, yeah, there's fuel in knowing that your partner will be there in two or three days. But then there's also the thought line of, I want to make sure that she's having a good time. And you start internalizing these feelings of the unknown about what your partner is going through. If she's having a good time, I guess what, what are the emotions going through your head of I know expectations and reality are going to be different but what are the emotions going through your head yeah. of the connection through there the connection in the partnership how that's going to play out emotionally I, I feel really grounded now and I, I don't I don't really think that's going to change much uh, Love it. like I said earlier I mean 
she expressed this to me and we've just kind of built on it over the last, oh, excuse me, key for hiccups. <laughs> key for hiccups. I do the same <laughs> thing. The last have... few months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. If anyone wants to drop me off some trail magic, whole milk, kefir, mm. <laughs> don't let it get hot or it's kind of gross right? <laughs> um, <laughs> desert milk yeah. doesn't sound good to me no th- no thank you <laughs> but yeah i mean she she wanted to go into this okay. this is it's it's a hundred percent her choice and uh i i'm not too concerned about not to sound like like i don't care but like i'm, I'm really not concerned with uh how she's gonna feel about it because it's her her goal yeah okay yeah yeah because it's like it's it's that's not my responsibility really she's um she's very self-sufficient yes and that's one of the things that uh i don't know that's that's one of the things that we kind of have in common um where even though we do have you know we do have our differences we do have our ways of like balancing each other like yin yang but uh but yeah, I mean, she's, if I have to go do my thing for a few days and like go get dropped off somewhere to hike and be alone, mm-hmm. then she's cool with that. And, uh, and, and, and likewise, I mean, like, I mean, she's out walking with her dog right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of like enjoying the day. Cause it's a, like a really nice, sunny, like 50 degree day practically right here, right now. So <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. I guess, I guess that's what I was yeah asking is um, it sounds from what I'm hearing is it's two individualistic goals, your own goal for the calendar year triple and her goal to travel with you and get to see the country and get to document it. So it's these two goals that have been yeah. com- combined into one together goal. So yeah, oh, but, but logistically, just before I forget the thought, I'm sorry, yeah. but, but before I forget the thought, I, I did I did like intentionally as I went through this, you know, I, I wrote notes uh, and, and edits where I, I would find spots that would be good for her to oh, park that's and sweet. spots that would be, you know, free of hooligans with, you know, <laughs> yeah. with crowbars and paint cans. <laughs> and uh, the mountain hooligans are always out there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm very aware. And I think that her having the dogs with her is going to, is just because they're, they're her favorite. Yeah. And she's really good with them. That's going to be a lot. I mean, her taking care of the dogs is is probably going to be enough. The actual what I need isn't that complicated because I I just have it written down like, like, okay, I'm going to stop here and then car camp this night. And then, okay, this next day, since it's en route um, to where the next drop off is or the like the next, uh, park location is for the end of the day i'll and since she's driving through a town to resupply on groceries anyway like Mm -hmm. pick me up breakfast and then drop it to me off here yeah (laughs) it's basically like that it's basically like like how a lot of people you know a lot of people who who do these like like shorter fkts or longer fkts when you do them in a supported style you have a lot of like you know you have a lot of leeway to um to just in, to, to to bring people into it, yeah. you know, like I, I'm encouraging anyone who wants to reach out with me 
And I don't care if if it's your first big days or if you're like a like an athlete who's going to make me work and make me look bad, <laughs> but help me pull some long days because that's all I want. Like if you want to come and pace me and 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 converse, if if we like talking, then like I'm all for that. I, that sounds really cool to me. Ooh, depending on where and, you are uh, in, in May and June, um, I might take you up on that offer. I might come out and uh, do a little bit of pacing. That would be fun. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I'm not quick yeah. though. I'm not quick. I'm just a stubborn mule that will go all day. So don't ex- don't that's expect what it's like- gonna. That's what it's gonna be for me too. Yeah. Past a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, to run into each other out there. You never know how how life works. So, yeah, I yeah. I, I want to start wrapping up here because we're not gonna be able to unpack okay. close to what 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 I can hope to. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you one of, the, one of the last questions here is I usually ask, what does the trail mean to folks and what does the trail mean to you? But I'm going to tweak this question a little bit for you and ask you the question of what does the county your triple crown mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost had one prepared and now I'm totally up in the air. Oh, um, I love that. The gut response. I, lo- I, lo- I love the pauses because it really makes. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I think I got an answer and okay. I'm going to lose it if okay. I don't say it right now. Let's do it. Okay. So I think what the calendar or triple means to me is as a person who thought that if I could do the AT, that would be impossible after, after everything I've been through in my past lives, all the, all the uh, mentally, you know, I've almost taken my own a uh, few times and there's a diagnosis attached to that okay. symptom that is really stigmatizing and has, uh, it, it's just something I don't identify with, but met people who have and inevitably, you know, uh, were successful in their attempts. And I don't mean to be vague. I just, I just don't like the word. So I guess it means to me, the, the kid, that, that kid who got picked on, who was told what he isn't mm-hmm. every day for years. And I'm, you know, I can feel it right now in my bones still because that kid's still alive in me. I, I guess it means being able to look back at that kid and, and I don't know, it'd be, it'd be like undeniable, be, uh, be, be like the, the vision that would lead me forward during my darkest nights when I would, I, I just, I drew my own like comic books and I was into like Japanese anime and I was just drew this character with like a big beard and long hair <laughs> it looked a lot like my, uh, my RuneScape character and then my world of Warcraft character. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Uh, and it just, it was just a thing that I'm like, if I can just, if I can just be this in real life, I can just make this reality. If I can, if I can put those voices to sleep indefinitely, hmm. then I think that would be pretty amazing. So yeah, I mean, I'm going into this because I, know that it's going to change me i know that as a person who's shed a lot of skin and lived a lot of lives that you know like even even as similar as i as i was last year at this time you know before i went down to the smokies and took a woofer course to to learn about hypothermia and all those things and uh and then hiked a bunch of miles i'm i'm still i'm so different like i i i hardly recognize that person and I want to be able to go back and I, I want I want to be able to connect some some things from my, my childhood to now. And I don't want to have that unrecognizability anymore, if that makes sense to anyone. And I hope it does. I, um, I want to be able to look at myself and go, yeah, that that's me. 
that's me. I am. Yeah, from the way you answered that, it sounds like you have a lot of fuel to draw from. For this entire conversation, I've been getting that same read. Is It sounds like you have a lot of fuel in those moments that there's going to be struggle out there and in those moments that it's physically demanding, emotionally demanding, every every type of draining that you can imagine. It sounds like you have a lot of yeah. fuel, fuel to draw from. So, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to follow along and uh, see, see you get after it. Because, yeah, it's not the... And I don't want to touch on this too much because it's, it's a, sometimes a stigma in even hiking society is sometimes where the calendar year Triple Crown is concerned, there's an assumption that people that will go after it is they're going after this quote unquote award, but that won't get you through the that won't get you through the miles. That won't get you through the trail. But once you have that internal drive and that internal reason, that'll get you there. So the way you answer that question, yeah. the way you answer that question is is pretty powerful and it gives me gives gives me a lot of excitement to follow along with your journey this year and see you get after those miles and see you get through those mental hurdles, those physical hurdles. So that's awesome. Yeah. I was gonna say I hope this doesn't throw any shade on what you just said, <laughs> because <laughs> I really, I really like the way that you put that. That 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 meant a lot to me to hear. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, like the first line of the Pokemon theme song, which was just my jam when I was a little kid. I loved it. You know, the very first line. Uh, got is I mean, it? Gotta, that's, is that's it, not that's not not a thing. Is it got to catch I, them all? There is there is a part of me that you know that has that sort of hubris that yes. until proven you know until proven it's it's what it is that's why whenever anyone tells me how amazing it is and i'm doing this i tell them to kind of just like <laughs> shut up because i haven't done anything yet <laughs> so like i appreciate that you like that i have the ambition but like i haven't done it yet so it's but so that's why it's kind of weird to talk about but it, but i like i like talking about it and i think that it's really cool giving this i mean jesus i talked to everyone about it yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it's cool to have this to just have this documented because yes. you know like most of the people who went after this did it low-key they, they 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 treated it like a pregnancy where like the first three months mm-hmm. you just do it and then you kind of pop out from nowhere and tell everyone what you do it otherwise you're jinxed yeah and i just can't believe any of that superstitious nonsense like i just i can't so <laughs> And, uh, so I'm just I'm going all in and I'm challenging a lot of fears. I'm challenging a lot of things as a person who, you know, I, I, I don't I'm not as super sensitive to, to people because I because I don't like people. It's I'm sensitive to people because I've been hurt. I've been physically very alarmingly, suddenly uh, assaulted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I like and I, I had a childhood, you know, my, my dad was kind of a blackout alcoholic for a lot of it and we're on good terms now he's he's doing his best but yeah i just uh, like i have ptsd and it's really weird to me sometimes uh the people that you do encounter on trail and knowing some of the stories that i've heard of things that have happened to people on trail and it's like it's horrific so yeah so i'm going into this this year you know after investing a thousand dollars in a device to prove to a website that I'm actually going to be doing this. And I just hope that that's recognized for what it is because everyone who's done things like this has weirdos online who can follow and connect things. And I'm not going to be posting regularly. You'll see me on my stories. 
but um, it's probably just going to be like a weekly update of like my mileage tally. I just I don't have the mental energy or the time to 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 write as accurately as I would, and that's why I bring my camera. Yes, and uh, and I post a lot of pictures because I feel like that just does it way better. These places are too much for words and trying to find words that have already been said you know it's, it's walking it's so it's all walking at the end of the day <laughs> yeah and it's, it's understandable too because having to use the energy to write to photograph to video it it's a lot even from my own personal perspective again i haven't done anything close to a calendar or triple crown but like when you're trying to write and use that energy that you could be using towards forward momentum where you could be using towards progression down the trail or you could just be using to fuel yourself it's another output that you that you sometimes can't have that you sometimes can't have in a specific day or a specific week so it's understandable and i doubt i at least from my perspective again i i hopefully doubt that anybody would question it with a gps tracker um <laughs> you're sending pings to a satellite i i hope that can put your mind at ease yeah. a little bit i i highly and my watch yeah i i highly highly doubt that with a tracker there will be questions yeah. like that it's well just 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 one thing because I, I i mean no disrespect to fastest known time because i listen to it i follow a lot of the people i i love it um i haven't submitted any i've i've done a couple low-key that i could have but i i just didn't and they've since been beaten because this sort of ultra type thing you know this sort of elite type thing it attracts people with a lot more resources than me. Yeah. Uh, I've saved up a few grand worth of equipment over the years and, and and I learned how to cobble my cars and keep them running and all that cuz that's just what I do. I'm good at building and good at building things cuz I've broken things, so I need to learn how to be responsible and rebuild them at least. Yes. And uh but yeah, I mean uh it's it's weird. It attracts a lot of people. And uh, some people will go at any length to succeed in their eyes, which is, you know, which they, they alter files, they mess up roots. And uh, it's just, I loved it the last few years. And then this last year just kind of confused the hell out of me because there were some that just got blown up online. And I just kind of, I didn't know what to think of it because it just seems so toxic to me. And so, so unsportsmanlike that a people were even doing that and then b that was spilling over to people who were doing real things yeah. who were then getting all this sort of flack and all this extra speculation and then having to invest you know in fancy watches and fancy devices to yeah. prove their to prove their worth it's another con so it's another concept of i'm broke yo <laughs> i'm gonna be living off peanut butter all year yes <laughs> seven thousand calories a day son <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole nother line of thought that's hard to unpack i've had the same emotions with the fkt where that's, con where, where that's concerned so I'm not going to even try to unpack that in this one, but I, I know what you're trying to get at there is there's a I just wanted to get that out there yeah. because I don't think that it's been out there audibly spoken as much and uh, linguistically I think words uh, make a lot more sense to hear. I, I really like audiobooks. Uh, send me podcasts and audiobooks, please. Yeah, a, my Instagram. A, hands <laughs> a handshake and a person's word used to be all you needed and it's kind of sad that that's been lost, but that's for more philosophical times and more, more time than we have here. So, Canary, 
I want to thank you for this your is, time. It's been really fun. Yeah, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to put the platform over to you so people can know where to follow along with you, where they can learn more about you. And I know you said you're not going to be doing a lot of photos or videos, but um, yeah, whatever you want to plug or put in here, the platform is yours. Well, I'm just saying that because I don't want to. I don't want to oversell something I can't deliver. Okay. So this is my mission is to, is to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> my mission is to do the thing. All right. I'm getting too specific. Yeah. Um, Platform. Where, where can people uh, anyway, find you? I'm on Instagram. My, my name is my name. Please don't identity theft me. <laughs> uh, it is Please don't CH. Me. Yeah. It, a little, little at sign. Okay. C H R I S. V A U G H N B L A C K W E L L. That's at Chris Vaughn Blackwell. I will link that in the show notes so people can uh, learn more about you, follow along on this journey. So, Chris Canary, uh, Christopher Canary, I, I want to one more time, yeah, thank you for sharing part of the story with us. And I really look forward to following along this year. Um, like I said, even with this past chat, I got a lot of hope and a, a lot of excitement to see you get after the miles i got a lot of faith that you'll you'll get after it thanks man well folks another week another guest another episode we have been really enjoying sharing these stories and really diving into the minds behind the miles the minds behind the hiker the minds behind the outdoors person we have been loving this format we have been loving the conversations so yeah as this show has continued to grow we have been really loving being able to share all these stories so if you all really enjoy this show this episode this podcast we would love to hear from you so please if you are able go to apple Podcasts and leave us a review leave us a rating and let us know let us know how you are enjoying the show so we can continue to share and we can continue to spread these stories as we dive into the who and the how, not necessarily the what, as we get to take a look into the minds and really see what makes these hikers tick, really see what makes these hikers, these outdoors people, these climbers continue to want to live a life of adventure. So yeah, please leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, every little thing really helps us and fuels us to continue to share these stories and to continue to let us have these conversations with more amazing people and as always if you have a suggestion if you know of somebody that you really want to hear on the show or you yourself want to be a guest on the show please email us at off trail podcast or visit our instagram page at off trail podcast and communicate with us through there send us a message follow along get updates on the new guests that are coming out the new episodes that are coming out we would love to share your story we would love to hear from you Any suggestions, any guests, all are welcome. Hope to see you next week on and off trail.